0: The Gwinnett Baseball Report, brought to you by Molder and Associates, making dreams come true one home at a time. I'm your host, Cody Butler, and I'll be giving you extensive coverage of baseball from the 12U ranks to the Gwinnett Stripers all season long. If they're playing baseball in Gwinnett County, I'm on top of it. <laughs> Better late than never, welcome on into week 11 postseason edition of the Gwinnett Baseball Report, brought to you by Mulder & Associates. Thanks to our friend Marla Mulder and Game Time Leagues, we're able to bring you four awesome guests this week. We sit down with Hebron Christian head coach Ben Drust and talk their series sweep over Brookstone. We grab a minute with Grayson head coach Jed Hickson and discuss their series win over Lambert, as well as preview the big Sweet 16 matchup against former rival Brookwood. And lastly, speaking of Brooklyn, we get a pair of Broncos to join the show this week and Alex Flood and Will Mize as they give us a few minutes of their thoughts on Mountain View this past week and looking ahead to Grayson in the Sweet 16. As always, we're going to cover the first round of action here in the land of plenty in depth. We're going to tell you the scores and stats from last weekend's big series. So with that said, loaded show. Let's not waste any time. And let's sit down with Hebron Head Coach Ben Drust. And we are live with Hebron Christian Academy's Head Coach Ben Drust. Coach, how are you doing? Doing great, man. I'm doing fantastic. Coach, talk to us a little bit about your baseball background and how you ended up as the head coach at Hebron Christian Academy. I was uh, I spent eight
1: years in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I played for two years at UAB, and then I got to stay on staff. Um, with Some of the greatest guys and coaches um, that there are uh, in the country, in my opinion, As um, the director of operations. I, uh, coach Shoup and coach Roth and coach Hopper and coach Polk, they poured into my life over there and, um, prepared me, um, in so many different ways. that um, um, I'm just forever grateful to those men over there for what they did in my life. But, um, my wife and I got married, uh, in August of 2014 and we thought we were going to stay in Birmingham, but, uh, God led us over here to, uh, Atlanta. I just took a job in Alpharetta. Um, whenever I first, uh, came over, I didn't have a job. And, um, We had just, I had just taken um, Garrett Whitlock, pitcher at uh, Providence, on a campus tour over at at UAB, and so I had our pitching coach, Coach Hopper, call uh, Adam Cantrell, and um, Adam, and we got a meeting set up with Adam, and another small world, my wife's company at that time, Um, the founder was Providence's um, athletic director, Brad Williams, so they got us connected, we met, I met with Adam, he said, you know, I'd love to have you on my staff, but i am I just have an assistant spot available, and don't have a job, but you need to call my sister. She's the principal up at Even Christian Academy, and they have um, a head job. So I had no idea of any type of background in the school. I just um, uh, just got in touch with them and got in touch with Coach Davis over here, uh, who's our athletic director, and uh, worked out well. Uh, I thought that I was going to come be a substitute teacher and a, and a head coach and work on the facilities department, and a second-grade teaching job opened up, and um, my background's and elementary special ed, and so I I was a, I came over and taught second grade for three years and was the head baseball coach and found out that I was actually walking into a, a situation where um, they had been to the state championship the year before and returning all kinds of talent. Um, so it was quite the situation um, that I got to walk into, and it's been, it's been a pretty cool story to tell um, along the way.
0: Well, Coach, it's definitely paid off. You've had a special season here in 2019. Talk to us about this team in particular. This team, uh, we turned, we a lot of guys this year with a lot of experience. Um, last year,
1: um, reverting back to 2018, we we lost um, eight starters or seven starters the year before, and so we only had five seniors coming in, and so we had very little experience coming back last year. And so uh, we started at eight different sophomores at different times during the season, and those guys played throughout the year. They ended up going undefeated and winning the regional championship last year with some other really solid senior leadership. But um, I think that has prepared them for this year. Uh, I think that if you ask them, they've um, underachieved this year in the regular season. Uh, I think they're disappointed in how they played um, and frustrated at times. But um, our record doesn't uh, tell the whole story. Uh, they're, they come in and they work hard every single day. Uh, they're baseball players. They they just come in and, and work. Uh, we, if we're down in the game, they battle back. Um, and you know, we've only got
2: three seniors this year. We've got um, seniors Max Bennett, Anthony Lentini, and then Ethan Bird, who's been hurt and finally got to pitch in his first game on Senior Day uh, this year. So, uh,
1: we've had some injuries with those um, older guys and, uh, and not a ton of uh, senior leadership just because of the numbers. But um, we've got these other guys that all started as sophomores that are juniors now and so they know what it takes um, they, they play travel ball um, all the time and so they're playing against some really high level competition um, and we've got some guys too that, that really have stepped up this year and, and taken on a different type of leadership role and, um, and, and really uh, may not have been leaders by, uh, in the, in, by speaking and yelling and doing that type of thing but just leaders by example um
0: and and those guys have really kind of carried our team this year well coach it definitely paid off last week everything was clicking on the road at brookstone uh first round of the playoffs y'all get the sweep 16 runs 20 hits pitching was outstanding just talk to us about that yeah you know uh we went down to brookstone we felt like we got a a pretty good
1: draw against brookstone um they're they're always very well coached by uh coach massey uh down there and he he does a great job with them um He, kind of like us uh, last year, he just had a really young team this year with a lot of talent, Um, just a young team that uh, made some errors, made some mistakes that uh, veterans wouldn't make, and um, that led to some of our runs. Now, they did walk us a good bit in the first first game, scored six runs in the first inning on a couple walks, Uh, but we also got some good hits, um, some quality hits at certain times, and our quality at-bats were real high. We we had really good zone discipline the entire day. Um, Like you said, we had great pitching. Mason Ashby has been our horse on the mound all year. Uh, We missed him for the first two weeks because of basketball season. Um, Once basketball season was over, he was out uh, the next day. Actually, um, hitting the lineup without seeing a single pitch (laughs) in preseason, and um, on the mound throwing the next week. And um, he's just—he's a guy that every coach wants on the mound. Um, He's going to be a bulldog. There are no hits, um, you're going to get the same emotion from him. First inning, um, And I didn't realize this until after the game, but after that first inning, it really settled in. And he didn't give up a hit until uh, the sixth inning with two outs. And I had no idea <laughs> that um, he had done that because of how poorly we played in the first inning. But he did a great job for us um, on the mound. And, um, and and those two really, really uh, had two very high-quality starts for us against Brookstone. and really set the tone
0: for us. Yeah, Coach, just really big momentum-building. Uh, heading into an region opponent, Sweet 16, second round of the playoffs, going to Lakeview Academy. Talk to us about that one. Uh, you know, Lakeview, uh, like
1: you said, is a region opponent, and um, they haven't had a lot of success in the last couple of years um, since I've been here. Um, but this this class, uh, I've been hearing these kids' names for um, four years now, um, whether it's all turn- at uh, all region meetings or um, – just in the lineup cards and looking at stats and just trying to kind of evaluate some things. We've been hearing uh, their names for a good while, and they're a solid group. Um, they, they came in together, they played together, they play summer ball together, I believe, and um, they're led by the Essence kid on the mound and uh, at the plate. I mean, he's, he was named unanimously our uh, Region Player of the Year just a very solid ball player he's just a junior um they've got another their catcher um his last name stewart and he's he's a very solid uh hitter as well um and we've been we've been trying to pitch around him for three years <laughs> actually um, and so it just seems like these guys never graduate but but man they they hit it they can throw it and they can field it um, they're a solid team they're very well coached by deuce uh, rourke over there and also um, their assistant coaches, former Brave, Kevin Millwood. And, um, and so having those two guys uh, with the
0: quality uh, of players that they have, and it's been a very good uh, combination for success for them. Last but not least, Coach, before I let you go, what's one thing you'll remember from this 2019 season, no matter what the outcome this week? Uh, you know, uh, one of the things that was instilled at Hebron way before I ever
1: got here it was just a tradition. Uh, of winning, but not just a tradition of winning, but an expectation to win. Um, it didn't matter uh, what the score was and what inning it was. Um, the expectation was that we were always going to win. Um, I always tell the story and remind the guys of my first year uh, here back in 2016. We are playing in the semifinals. At Kings Ridge, we are down. Uh, we lost the first game 8-1. Um, to one. We are losing in the second game. Uh, you know, it was, I think, 5-1. And we just kept getting the next man up, getting the next man up, getting the next man up. In the last inning, we had runner at second, with two outs, two strikes on us. Our hole hitter battled, um, hit a double, and then we got to the point where uh, we had bases loaded and uh, two outs, and down by one. We hit a double to win it, to send it to a game three. And then the next day it was the same situation. We were down in the fifth inning, and we hit a bases clearing triple uh, to win it. And I-, I tell that story all the time to the guys to. Um, for, for me, because I love the story, but also for them to um, have kind of a, a relentless um, intensity about them um, that you're never out of the game. You never know what's going to happen on the other side. As long as you keep getting that next guy up, and that's what they've done uh, the majority of this year. We haven't had any actually haven't had any walk off wins this year. But these guys um, never get down. They don't care what the score is. Um, we could have folded after game after the top of the first inning of the day. I told them in between. I said that was the worst half inning of baseball i have seen you guys play in two years um and then they went on to play for the next um six and a half innings of almost perfect baseball i mean they were fantastic and that's what they can do they are talented they're confident um, they trust their abilities Um, we have uh, all the uh, faith in them we put them out on the field that that, you know they're going to execute what we ask them to do and, and they're playing for each other and that's the fun thing to see. Um, in this day and age, not everyone plays for each other, and, and we started doing that this year. Um, we've we've continued to have some success uh, because of it. And these guys, I'll just always remember how hard they work, um, and they just never out of it. They're just never out of the game, uh, no matter what the score is or who's on the mound. And, and we just they just find a way uh, to
0: get back to get back in the game uh, every single time. Well, Coach, this is definitely a special bunch, and we're pulling for you next week at Lakeview. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Huge thank you again to Hebron's head coach, Ben Druss, this week for stopping by. Now, before we get into all the action last week in the first round of the playoffs, first, a quick word from our new sponsor, the College Baseball Development Camp.
3: Game Time League's developmental program is here to develop a player's individual skill set by placing an emphasis on individual, position specific training. During the summer, players will gather at college facilities across the country for a brand new way to enhance their skill set. Each development program will carry a 35 man roster and be instructed by six highly qualified coaches. These coaches will begin developing fundamentals that participants already possess, and the coaches will build on and fine tune these fundamentals throughout the duration of the program our development programs are designed to focus on specific positional baseball training offense defense speed and agility strength and conditioning and nutrition the goal of the game time college developmental program is to develop each student athlete's skill set from the baseball field to the weight room game time league's development baseball program is dedicated to preparing each and every student athlete for the rigors of their upcoming season
0: now let's take a look at how gwinnett county fared in the first round of the playoffs Region six champion North Gwinnett swept Region seven number four Lakeside to Cab thirteen to two and ten to nothing. The UGA catcher Corey Collins continued his tear. He went six for seven with two home runs. And uh, the Bulldogs starters just continued to do what they did all year. Brant Panzer five innings twelve strikeouts. Colson Buchanan five innings eight strikeouts. The Bulldogs just continue to roll. They look like title contenders. In an all Gwinnett matchup, Mill Creek won a crucial three game series over Norcross 12-2 Mill Creek four two Norcross and thirteen to three Mill Creek. Uh, it was a great series. We were able to cover that one on the Thursday, Game 3. Uh, an absolutely outstanding series. All three games ended on a walk-off, two of them via run rule. Uh, yeah, so Mill Creek and two of the three were able to put Norcross away. Just great offense. I mean, you look at 25 runs across the two games. Brendan York absolutely went off. He had a great series. Blaze McCauley had a great series. Jacob Allen looked really good in the matchup. Yeah, so good job by Mill Creek. They were able to come back in Game 3. Lost Game 2 on a walk-off home run by Bryant Rooms. Yeah, so you got to credit Norcross. They were definitely game. Uh, but the Hawks survive in advance. Collins Hill's season came to a close. They were an at-large team, the fifth-place team out of Region 6, 7, eight. They got the at-large because that region is loaded. But uh, Region 4 champion Walton was not playing around. 9-1, 10 nothing. They shut down Collins Hill pretty quickly. Parkview, believe it or not, they won their matchup. They continued to roll. Parkview swept Peach G Ridge two to one and six to nothing. Two, I mean, you give up two runs on the road at Parkview. I think uh Coach Hogan's gonna be pleased with that. Just weren't able to get the hits. Miles Garrett was absolutely dominant, and Xander Stevens came in there and threw a shutout game too. Just three hits on the day for Peach G Ridge. Parkview's pitching was filthy. Brookwood got past Mountain View, scores seven to six and three to one. You know, Mountain View won that early season matchup, but the Broncos took the two that mattered. Will Mize was incredible. Five hits, including a go-ahead RBI single in the fifth inning of Game 1. And uh, you talk about Jack Spike. He had five hits, and he had the go ahead in Game 2. So uh, Mize and Spike were absolutely great. Carter Bailey, can't say enough about him in Game 2. I mean, seven innings pitched, six strikeouts. He retired the final 13 of the game. Uh, Both games were super close. Mountain View had a chance in both games. But uh, Brooklyn was just a little bit better, so they move on. They advance. South Gwinnett, unfortunately, they dropped both games to Region Five Number Two Forsyth Central, fifteen to nothing and eight to one. Got to give a shout out to Andrew Lewis. Yeah, he finished the day with two hits, including a home run. Moving down to six A Decula. Man, the Falcons, the Cardiac Falcons, they did it again. They took down Northgate in a three game series, two to nothing Northgate, seven to three Decula, and five to four Decula in extra innings. I mean, you got to credit the Falcons. They were able to drop that game. They obviously went against a really good pitcher in game one. Season on the line at home, they weren't going down without a fight. Marcherio Allen came back. The Kennesaw State commits seven innings, two earned, five strikeouts. Another senior, Jackson Smith, the Covenant commit. He went three for four with a home run. The Falcons were able to take that game seven to three. They kind of led throughout to set up a crucial game three on Thursday. Both teams went home, got to sleep for a night, come back. Sweet 16 on the mind. Back and forth all night. Extra innings. Two outs. Colson Crosby, first pitch. yickety yak, He goes bomb. He sends the Falcons into the Sweet 16. Big time win for Decula. They'll travel to the defending state champion, Pope Greyhounds, next week. Don't sleep on our Falcons. Business as usual in 5A. Buford swept Arabia Mountain. A couple of run rule victories, 13-3, 15-0 freshman sensation. I call him a sensation fellas. He's outstanding. Riley Stanford, five doubles, one home run, five RBIs in the doubleheader. Senior Evan plays two triples in a home run. Uh, a no-hitter in game two. Sean Adams, Stanford, CJ Couch, and Dylan Lesko. Yeah, they shut down the Rams in game two of that series. Uh, Greater Atlanta Christian down in 3A. They dropped a couple of close games, you know, to Calhoun. 8-6, uh, 3-1 to, to Calhoun. Up in Calhoun. Uh, the Spartans led that game 6-4, to four. game one. The Yellow Jackets put up a four-spotter, took game one. Bryce in pain, we haven't given him a lot of credit, but he's been outstanding this year. He struck out 10 in game two on the road, but they just weren't able to get it done. You got to give credit to Calhoun. The Yellow Jackets' advance comes to an end. GAC's season comes to an end. Down in 1A, we're looking forward to talking with him next week. Coach Ben Druss' team, Hebron Christian Academy, pulled off the upset. They swept Brookson on the road. Don't tell them it was an upset convincingly. 7-3, 9-3. The Lions were able to get it done. Ten hits each game for Hebron Christian. you got to give them credit for that. Both starting pitchers for Hebron were filthy. Mason Ashby and Nathan Alexander both with six-plus innings. Garrett Ho tallied four hits in the game. He got two doubles of three runs. Gotta give credit to the Lions. Hebron looked great. Uh, Wesleyan, they're another team in the playoffs. They had a bye. They were not playing this week. So they will be playing next week. So with all that being said, what do we have? Nine teams left standing in Gwinnett. North Gwinnett, Mill Creek, Parkview, Brookwood, Grayson, Decula, Buford, Wesleyan, and Hebron. I don't know about you folks, but I see some state champions on that list. Excited to bring you our second interview of the day with Grayson Head Coach Jed Hickson. The Rams are the Region 8 champions, finishing undefeated 15-0, and and they've advanced to the Sweet 16 for the third consecutive year. The Rams play host to Brookwood in the Sweet 16 this Thursday, so we're excited to be able to sit down and speak with Coach Hickson about this big upcoming matchup. And we're here live with Grayson Head Coach Jed Hickson. Coach, how are you doing? Just fine, thank you. Coach, talk to us a little bit about your baseball background and how you ended up as the head coach at Grayson High School. I uh, went well, uh,
2: an english degree and teaching uh, minor and so i started at tequila high school and um just when tequila and mill creek split uh, my wife was already over at grayson from when it had opened as a uh, secretary there and with our kids and all it just was a good time to transition so i was an assistant there for several years with seth ryan um, who went to brookwood and, and played and played at Perman. and he and i played against each other high school and in college and uh, so we had a little bit of a relationship and brought me over as an assistant then when he transitioned into administration at Grayson
0: in fact he's still there um, I, I took over as the head coach cause it was just an easy transition uh, since I was so familiar with the program Coach talk to us about this 2019 so far they've been pretty special 15 and 0 region play third region championship in a row talk to us about this Grayson team yeah it is-
2: middle school age and so it is a fun group to watch as they've grown up and, and seen them mature and you know become the bigger ball players than when they were little boys and all and they've always won um, all the way through different uh, tournaments and things that they have played so it's exciting to see them to continue to do that and um, also it's got to
0: be a celebration of my daughter's senior year as well. Coach, first round of the playoffs last week, you took the series win over Lambert two games to one. Talk to us about that matchup. And uh, for a two-part question, because you split on day one, talk to us about the message you gave your team for the game three matchup. Yeah, game one, of course, we won. And then that second game,
2: um, I told him afterward, it was a bad time to play bad baseball. Um, you know, those things happen. And uh, obviously, in the playoffs, it's not what you want them to happen, but... We uh, were up three nothing in that second game and uh, the wheels just really came off in one inning and uh, it turned very, very quickly. So uh, that was kind of the message after the game is guys got to put that behind us. You know, it happened. It just was a bad time for it to happen, of course. And uh, they came out with a lot of energy day too uh, and jumped on them early. So uh, they kind of took it into their own hands and uh, said that they understood and recognized how poorly they played. Uh, the next day at school, they were sharing some of those things. Some of them individually said, I should have done this, and I could
0: have done this. Uh, so they just took a lot of ownership and came out of the gates uh, very hot uh, the next day. Well, yeah, it definitely paid off a complete game shutout. Y'all looked awesome in that game three. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, yeah, I was excited about that. Cause that was one of the things, too, the bullpen. Um, you know, we needed to have somebody go as many innings as
2: possible. We were hoping for at least six. Uh, Bodie
0: Eilerson to come out and uh, give us seven uh, and only throw 90 pitches was all. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. A performance we highlighted this week. Definitely a special performance for him. Coach, before we move on to Brookwood, uh, the question I ask every coach that comes on the show because everyone's answer is different. I want to know what it's like for the baseball you see every day in Gwinnett County. Just talk about the level of baseball you see every day as a coach in Gwinnett. Yeah, it's pretty special.
2: Just knowing that you're playing at a high level um, in Gwinnett, and to see so many Gwinnett teams that are still in the playoffs, and it's kind of frustrating as well that we have to beat each other up uh, right in our own area to kind of uh, move on into the playoff. And uh, when we came together even just last week as coaches, uh, trying to decide on our all-county players and teams, um,
0: it's tough leaving some guys off because there, are, there is just so much talent in the county. But uh, like I say, it's also fun to have that kind of competitiveness. Well, Coach, second week in the playoffs coming up. No stranger for you or your program. You're going to get to host Brookwood, an old rival for you. Y'all did beat them 2 to nothing this year. Talk to us a little bit about what you know from Brookwood and uh, what y'all expect this week. Uh, very, very solid team. Uh,
2: they can swing it well. Uh, at least 1-5, 1-6, they swing it very, very well. Uh, Flood, who's their number one guy, is a very, very good pitcher. Adolph County uh, had great numbers this year. He can command three pitches in the zone. And so we know we're going to have our our work cut out for us uh, game one against him. But uh, just solid defensively, which is what we try to preach as well. You know, pitchers be in the zone and let your defense make plays behind you. And um, they're they're coached very much the same way. Um, And so just a well-coached team. I've known uh, Coach Howard, who, of course, was there for years. And, of course, Titus there now. coach thank you so
0: much for your time this week we're looking forward to this matchup it's going to be a huge matchup Gwinnett County Grayson versus Brookwood thank you again for stopping by no problem appreciate it huge thank you again to Grayson head coach Jed Hickson for stopping by this week now we thought it would be cool here at GBR to give you two different perspectives of the matchup so we were able to sit down with Brookwood pitcher Alex Flood and third baseman Will Mize as they were able to talk a little bit about Grayson before we get rolling with our last two interviews of the day a quick word from our sponsor Now is a great time to tell you about our friends at Mulder & Associates. Marla Mulder is a leading realtor in Gwinnett County and also specializes in Lake Lanier Properties. Mulder & Associates will work to clear all the hurdles of your real estate transaction. Whether you're selling a house or buying a home, communication throughout is key. Their philosophy is simple. Client comes first. Marla Mulder, your realtor for life. Making dreams come true, one home at a time. Give Marla a call at 404-569-7393 or visit her online at marlamovesyou.com. She promises to take exceptional care of your real estate needs. And we're live with Brookwood starting pitcher Alex Flood. Alex, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Alex, talk to us about what it's like to be a Brookwood Bronco. Yeah. Um, honestly, I wouldn't
4: want to do it any other way. Uh, Brookwood, you know, everything about it's just kind of like the way we play. It's pretty classy. Um, I play for some great coaches. kind of serve as great role models. And,
0: um, it's just a great environment. I love playing for them. Alex, you've been really special this season, 9-1 and one in your senior season. Talk to us about what makes you stand out on the mound. A lot of it. The- just the guys behind me. Um, our defense just works
4: and works and works. Um, you know, I'm not a huge VLO guy, kinda of hit spots, um, pitch to contact, you know, trust the guys
0: behind me and they do a great job, uh, getting me some wins. Well talk to us about people that haven't seen you pitch, I man. What are some of your best pitches? What's your mindset going into each game? Yeah, so uh
4: every game, you know, I'm mainly rely on just kinda of fastball command. Um love to establish that early, kind of getting ahead and then um, throw a changeup's kind of my number two pitch, uh, get out pitch, right, kind of like that. Um, and then, you know, this year, I've before, previously, like, like last season, I was more of a, a curveball kind of guy with the breaking ball, and it had a little bit of a hump. So this season, I've uh, kind of made the switch a little bit to a slider, and that's really come along this season, which has helped me uh, really just pitch well uh, this season. So I kind of started going off the three pitches, just you no know, fastball, changeup, slider, and Mindset, honestly, just, you know, like I said, establish the basketball counts, get ahead, and then uh, just
0: let the defense work behind me. Alex, last year, if I'm not mistaken, you threw a no-hitter against North Forsyth. Talk to us about that. Yes, sir. So, um, that was first start of the year last year. Uh, first
4: varsity start I believe, or yeah, first varsity start last year. Um, North Forsyth, they were a good team, too, so it was a uh,
5: treat.
4: Pretty- nerve-wracking experience for a guy, you know, throwing your first varsity start uh, under the lights. But, uh, you know, everything just kind of felt good that day. And,
0: you know, I was lucky to get the result I did, and I was just glad we got the win. Well, man, you definitely had a special day last season, but you've had a couple of days this season. One game, you had a perfect game. Another game this year, you throw a no-hitter. Talk to us about those performances in 2019. Yeah, so through the uh, perfect game against Central Gwinnett.
4: That was a uh, three-inning game. Central, or a perfect game against Central. That was, uh, I believe, that first region start. Um, another day, you know, just kind of came out and all three pitches were working, which is always a plus. Um, you yeah, know, that's been kind of the trick for me is just making sure all three pitches are feeling great each day. And luckily that day, you know, the change up in the curveball, were uh, really working well off my of fastball. I was able to hit spots pretty well. Um, you know, then... Later in the season, uh, another region start, got to go uh, to Lakeside. Um, that one was a yeah, seven-inning no-hitter. I think I walked a guy or two, but um, they were swinging it hard, made a lot of contact. Again, the guys behind me played great, um, bailed me out a couple times. And like I said, all three pitches just it was another one of those days where it just felt good, and it was
0: glad to get another win. I mean, that's pretty incredible, man. Two no-hitters in a perfect game already in your career. Yeah, sir, thank you. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's talk about last week. Big series. You took the series sweep over Mountain View in the first round of the playoffs. You started game one. Talk to us about that game. Yes, sir. Uh, well, so we had already played Mountain View coming in.
4: Uh, we knew they were going to be a really good team. Yeah, you know, that Region 6 is always really competitive and really we knew when we saw it at the beginning of the year that that was going to be our first round matchup. It was going to be tough no matter what. And, uh, Mountain View came out swinging. They were a really good lineup. Um, they beat me around, to be honest, <laughs> the start. And, uh, it wasn't pretty, but um, we went down five-one, and you know, a lot of our guys in the team could have just kind of given up. And we uh, we fought back, took the lead, um, and honestly, we just played like pretty hard-nosed baseball. A lot of the guys uh, just kind of bared down, gave it our all, and we're lucky to
0: come out with the game one win, which gave us a lot of momentum going into game two. Now, you're a PO, man, so talk to us about the difference. What's it like in the dugout, game two, watching your team? What's the difference? You know, you're out there, all the adrenaline's going, you're starting in front of the crowd, and then game two, you're watching your team, you're supporting your team, but you're doing it from the dugout. Yeah,
4: man, kind of take a step back. Uh, It's tough, you know, you're used to throwing out there, and you really, it's tough to sit back for a game and just kind of have no control of what happens. And uh, now, luckily, our two uh, starter, Carter Bailey, got a lot of faith in him. He uh, always works his tail off out there. So it's fun to kind of just watch him compete up there. But, you know, it's, it's pretty brutal, honestly, if we're being honest, just to have to sit in there. But, uh, you know, I got a lot of trust that the teammates are always going to give it just 100% and, you know, and just kind of play,
0: get the job done. So Well, it had to feel pretty good the other night. Carter Bailey was absolutely dealing. Retired to the final 13 of the game. So that had to feel pretty good. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Talk to us about what it's like playing baseball in Gwinnett County. Like, you know, what is it like just playing against the talent you see? You talked about Region 6. Obviously, you're a big Region 7 guy. You have Region 8 here in Gwinnett County as well. Just talk to us about that competition. Yeah, man, it's crazy. Um, You know, I threw a couple
4: innings my sophomore year. And then uh, this will be my third year playing varsity ball here. And the competition, man, is just like unlike anything else. uh, You know, every game you go out, you just know you're going to see, like, top to bottom just really solid lineups and I think that plays a huge part in just really giving me confidence in every start just knowing that I face strong lineups top to bottom man it's just and it's been that way all the way growing up you know I played um, growing up GGBL all that stuff and it's really just been a great thing kind of growing up and playing against the
0: same people also. Alex, senior season, sweet 16 in the playoffs, next week at Grayson. You played Grayson this year. You're 9-1 and on the year. Your only loss was to Grayson, but you pitched really well. Five innings, two runs. You certainly did your part. Talk to us about this matchup. What do you look forward to? Obviously, you want to get some revenge. Talk to us about this big series. Yes, sir. They're, they're uh, yeah, like you said, that was my one
4: loss this season. They're a really good team. You know, they can swing it. They uh, pitch really well. They we got some good arms, and they play defense really well. It's uh. Definitely going to be a tough matchup. Um, you know, I'd like to hope we can scratch across a couple runs, and I'm going to hope we go out and uh, compete as I usually do. And um, you know, like you said, one loss. I'd like to get some revenge, but
0: uh, it's going to be tough. So, looking forward to it. Well, absolutely, man. Every single game, one you're out there giving your team a chance. We appreciate you stopping by this week, man. It really means a lot. Yeah, thank you, guys. And we're here live with Brookwood third baseman Will Mize. Will, how are you doing? All right, man talk to us about what it's like to be a Brookwood Bronco. Uh it's it's great. All the all the coaches there
5: they're, they're really good. Um, just it's a great atmosphere. All the you just have a bunch of kids that come in there. Uh, they're all nice. They all work together. We're all part like we're
0: just one big family. Just just great, great environment to be in. You've been outstanding this senior season. You're hitting 471. Talk to us about what makes you stand out at the plate. What's your approach each time at bat? Um, my approach
5: keep my hands in, uh, just approach the play every single time, never try to get down on myself because I've worked hard and this got me there, so I just worked out the gaps, try to drive it, line drives all the time, try to get the ball to the
0: barrel, stuff like that. And I mean, y- y'all came up a little bit short last week, but I want to talk to you about that game at Parkview. You were absolutely clutch, you were big time, 3 for 4, you had 6 RBIs, just talk to us about that game. It was it was really crazy.
5: Um, yeah, uh, I just tried to do my best. I tried to see me, try to see a lot of pitches. First at bat, he was just he just beat me in and some, and then I just rolled over on a curveball that came inside. Uh, second at bat, uh, he just beat me fastball again, and then he left a curveball up that I just I didn't miss. And then my last, step, the third at bat. he just made a mistake and left a fastball inside and then last time I think I pieced
0: it pretty good I just hit it right to the second baseman y'all swept Mountain View this week that had to feel good y'all dropped into Mountain View earlier got some revenge you moved on to the Sweet 16 you had a great day man five hits on the day you had the go-ahead RBI single in game one talk to us about that sweep in the first round Uh, it was it was everything man Uh, it felt really good our pitchers they, they just came in close
5: they were just they just through phase through I mean second game Carter Bailey just shut him down like, nothing really anything else to say about that uh then second game we were top of the six something
0: like that so, yeah, the X came in, came in clutch, got us a two run lead two RBI lead right there well that's got to feel good about that man you got your teammates oh, yeah. stepping up I right, you committed to Georgia State University man staying here local in Atlanta talk to us about that commitment what's still out about GSU Think playing baseball here in Gwinnett County has helped you playing teams like Parkview, Grayson. How do you think that's going to help you at the next level? Oh, I think it's going to help me a lot. But every time we go to Parkview,
5: it's always a, it's always a great battle. A good, good pitching against each other. It's just and Grayson too. It's just a, a great rivalry between all of us. Really, we just we come out and play every day. Just every team is really good, so it's just a great competition to be in.
0: County, all, pretty lot of teams good. So great Last but not least, man, Region 8 champion Grayson. Y'all are heading over there on the road. They took y'all on a 2 nothing home defeat this year. Talk to us about that series and what y'all need to do to advance to the Elite 8. Will, thank you so much for your time today, man, and we're wishing you the best of luck next week. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And that'll do it for this week's show. We're super excited to bring you Sweet 16 coverage on Thursday, live at Grayson High School, Brookwood versus Grayson. And I, yeah, we're looking forward to that matchup. As always, check us out on Facebook at Gwinnett Baseball Report and give us a follow on Twitter at GBR Baseball.